You are listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast, a podcast where a couple friends sit and talk around the fire after everyone else has gone to bed. Grab a drink and join us as we discuss everything from famous explorers, artificial intelligence, and what is the meaning of life. As usual, Nick, we choose an interesting topic with lots of points and kind of controversial. But before we get into it, Nick, how are you and what are you drinking? I'm doing great. I'm drinking some... I thought I'd hit you with the oldest known example of trolling in human history, Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. An absolute classic. Well, all this might be an understatement, but I do enjoy the classics. It's been a while since I've been Rick Rolled, and man, is that bringing back memories. But yes. Good old Modern Warfare 2 <laughs> time period. Back in the day, they're still going strong as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but it's like Fast and the Furious. It's on the 19th iteration. Oh, that good point. Good it, point there. And they'll never beat a free-for-all on Rust. Oh, no scope. 360 no scope. But we're not talking about gaming here. We're talking about trolling. It's good. It's bad. It's got some ups and it's got some downs. And in recent years, it's definitely in the spotlight. And hopefully we can bring some science, psychology, some history, a little bit of everything on trolling. And just because I got Rick rolled and I got to say it, Nick, I am drinking some Buffalo Trace and I'm doing fine just for your knowledge. I was about to ask you, but it sounds like you are doing better now. And I wanted to just not do a full history on trolling because that would take oh eons a while, especially when if you want to include like military trolling <laughs> other militaries and and all that. But I just want to bring it back to just a quick blurb that pretty much every culture has a famous trickster somewhere in its folklore. And I think the probably the the most famous right now would probably be Loki or Hermes. Um, right? Is it Hermes or am I thinking of a wrong person? I don't remember Hermes as a trickster. Uh, honestly, I would also throw Zeus in that mix for changing himself into an animal and raping people, but <laughs> LOL Zeus. <laughs> it was a joke. It was a joke. Uh, but, uh, a major one that I'm familiar with is Ansi, which from those who read, uh, uh, Neil Grayman's books of, uh, the Ansi Boys or American Gods are familiar with an African pretty much form of Loki. So like you said, Nick, every version has their form of trickster and jester. But it seems to me that it went from the history books to now it's almost like everyone does it. Maybe maybe the history figures such as Loki and Ansi were just more representations of the mankind's ability or want to trick people because whether we like it or not folks tricking people fooling people playing jokes and pranks on people is part of humanity's dna and again we're not going through all the history of it but just think about how many times someone's pulled the rug on someone's feet someone's an old switcheroo someone's i don't know changed out who is in whose bedroom if you want to go with the greek gods i mean it's everywhere yeah and I think there's kind of two, there's a, a trolling with malicious intent and a trolling with a not malicious intent. And I think it's, I don't know about you, Mike, but I kind of got, there. it was hard to find scientific articles on trolling behavior 
I think most what I read was characterized under like a certain kind of play behavior. Uh, Do you see anything different? I actually saw a lot different. But before we get into like psychology and the scientific basis of research, I want to point out that I just I don't know if I don't want to spend too much time on this, Nick, because I really want to answer your question. But humans are the only ones to pull pranks. Other primates pull pranks, such as monkeys and apes and crows. Uh, crows to me were the most fascinating because it might just be the Edgar Allan Poe lover in me, the raven and the crow, but crows will pull on the tails of other animals in nature, not only to steal their food, but also for fun, just to piss them off. And that uh, crow, I don't know, Nick, crows moved up my list of one of my favorite creatures of all time because they do that. When they're surprisingly smart for, I mean, I guess that's not surprising. <laughs> a There's bird. a bunch of them. <laughs> There's a bunch of them and they're everywhere. So the odds are that they figured out some way to make it. Oh yeah, I, I just I just thought it was funny that so many animals will do things for just entertainment, and I think a good transition into I don't know if you have any more stuff, more stuff on animal, but intention is if you look at cats and crows, crows might pull the tail of an animal to steal their food or just for shits and giggles. A cat will sometimes catch a food and play with it for its own entertainment, then kill it. The context is very different. One's playing it simply because it's bored. One's playing it to have fun. And I think the intention transforms past animals and into humanity. Because at the end of the day, we're all animals. And intention, context, well, they're probably the most important factors. I definitely agree. And also, cats are dicks. Mm. I think we all knew that. Mm. I'm an animal person. Cats are beloved little creatures, and I absolutely adore them. But they're also dicks. But there are dicks, Nick. You can have friends who are dicks. It just doesn't mean they're not dicks. It just means you like them. Just say it. You like dicks. But like everyone loves cats, but they push it off, <laughs> off the high places all the fucking time. I've never. I've had a cat for five years. I've never had a cat do that. I've had a cat for like a month, and it did that. So maybe it's, I'm pretty sure anecdotally I am right. I'm thinking maybe it's more about the owner than the cat. You're probably not wrong. <laughs> it, is, it just drops its toy in, the, in its water bowl once in a while. That's the worst thing my cat does. Well, maybe we can generalize and say most cats are dicks. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> Stereotyping. I mean, it's the American way. Play, <laughs> exactly. They do play with their kills before they eat it. Oh, a lot, oh I would say so, majority of them do. And I think that's an important characterization of trolling because that'll help later on. Because I, I really think that there's two kinds of... Of as we consider trolling, I think there's trolling with malicious intent and trolling without malicious intent. So like a, an animal that's just going to kill another animal to eat. Obviously, there's intent there, but everyone's got to eat. But like just playing with an animal to like a wolf going on killing. Yeah, like wolves going on killing spree just for fun rather than to kill to sustain itself. Yeah, I I want to add a quote in here. I think you quite enjoy because it has to do with animals and trolling. A person once said, I couldn't find out who it was, but they said, Arguing with an internet troll is like playing chess with a pigeon. No matter how good you are at chess, the pigeon is just going to knock over the pieces, crap on the board, and then strut around acting like it's one. True. I think that's an, a, a lesson probably most people learn throughout their life. Yes. And since you, since we're talking about context, con, uh, what, what their goal is, whether to be malicious or to be a jokester, I think it might be appropriate to start off with people who don't understand social cues. And I, if it 
you know, my Nick, I like to start off by saying a lot of people on the internet, especially with lockdowns, and it seems almost as we get closer together across the globe, we get farther apart from our neighbors. But a lot of people do not have much interaction with the outside world, whether only through a screen. And that screen disassociates people. So they might not be able to pick up social cues or simply they just don't have social cues and they're, the internet is a way for them to escape. And it makes it harder to play a joke. Nick, I imagine we've all had a friend once in a while that just doesn't understand a joke's gone too far, just understand it was inappropriate timing, et cetera, et cetera. Not understanding the social cues and context. Yes, I am that friend. Agreed. Now, this has led to trolling giving a bad name. I, I, I would say that, I don't know if you agree with me, that trolling right now is completely negative view. But I would say in the beginning of the 21st century, it was no one cared. It was funny. It was lighthearted. But I would say after... Yeah, every, you'd, you'd look up, you know, you'd go trying to find a YouTube video on the new Call of Duty maps that were coming out. And Rick Ashley popped up and be like, oh, <laughs> they got me. Not going to sing it for copyright. But yeah, no, I I mean, absolutely. Or just like, even if you look back a little bit further with whoopee cushions or did you, I don't know if you ever had car whistles. That was kind of big for me in high school was putting people, uh, car whistles in people's exhaust. But that was played amongst friends. And But now with the internet, things are played across everywhere across all the entire board with everyone pranks of tapping your friend on the shoulder so they look the wrong way is uh, that's not even trolling that's just i don't even know what to describe that as i mean i guess it wouldn't be characterized as not trolling just pranks yeah but i would say pranks are trolls are the same pranksters and trolls are the same thing why not pranks and trolling be the same thing so i'm saying like it, it's Definitely, I think it's a form of trolling. Oh, okay. We're on the same page here. And this kind of ties into something that I read as a study about why siblings, they prank each other, but they fight with each other and they antagonize and they push each other's buttons. And one, uh, the study I read, their hypothesis was that these siblings are going to become, like they, they know they only have each other in a sense. So they know they're going to, Further down the road, they're going to form a stronger bond than they will with their parents. And in the process of pushing buttons and playing pranks, doing all the stuff that messing with their sibling entails, you get to know that person on a better level than most other people will know them because not many people are going to antagonize them in such a way and remain in their life. I'll be honest, I'm trying to process your relationship with your brother at this moment. It doesn't quite fit there nick i'm gonna be honest from an outside perspective of being closer to my brother than my parents yes well the study wasn't on me and my brother so. <laughs> all right you're not liar got it got it yeah i i mean we've talked about it before in numerous podcasts that almost doing a negative is a positive such as rumors rumors gossip that's it's not really trolling someone but that's really good for a tribe a community and it's, I mean, if you start a rumor, that's sort of like a, that's sort of like trolling someone. I mean, I'm trying to figure out where the line is from a prank to a joke to a mock to satire. I'm trying, the lines are quite gray and finding the differences in between. 
I, again, context I think is key at this point, and I think it's going to be a huge point throughout the entire podcast that if you're coming at someone trying to be an asshole, it's going to hurt them. I, I imagine Nick, uh, sticking with the brother and trolling and pranksing, I imagine you know verbally how to destroy your brother and vice versa compared to a stranger, knowing the insecurities, something like that. But there's a he, it, my brother tries to verbally destroy me every time we see him. He says trees aren't cool, which we all know is a lie. And you can ask him. That is entirely what he says, even though he's growing a bunch of trees on the outside of his apartment because something is in my family's genetics that I can't explain. Sure, we'll go with all those statements. Uh, but <laughs> uh, there's a difference between poking someone to be rude malicious and trying to get attention trying to get a reaction trying to be funny versus simply trying to cut someone down and i think that's very important to point out yeah I, I think i definitely agree and i think that there's different there's different motivations for both those types of actions well i'm happy you said motivations because a lot of my research was in psychology of why people troll and I want to start with the disinhibition effect, which was coined by the person I cannot remember, and I apologize, but it's quite recently. And it's pretty much an effect that has, that gives someone a false sense of security of being invisible or invincible. And that stems from the internet, being anonymous, to break apart, to not, to not physically know the person. I mean, before the internet, if you're going to pull a prank on someone... You're pulling a prank with someone you know, unless you're H.G. Wells and t- doing War of the Worlds over the radio and completely terrorizing the entire nation. That was not his fault. They At the beginning of the broadcast, they said that it was a joke. They just didn't repeat it. <laughs> or they said it was just a story, <laughs> not real. But they just didn't repeat it like halfway through. And everyone had tuned in after the opening credits because why would you listen to the opening credits? Yeah, I'm just going to go with that as a troll, because that's pretty funny. I mean, a lot of bad things happen, but to think the entire world was actually being attacked by Mars, that's pretty funny. But uh, that sense of in being invisible or invincible, to be disassociated from the person you're trolling, making jokes on celebrities, someone on, you disagree politically, or I'll, I'll get into tribalism and ideology later in the podcast, but not having to face that person face-to-face having uh it's kind of like uh when you're not when you're able to make a joke on someone not face to face it's kind of like hindsight's 2020 it doesn't it doesn't really count because if you're going to talk shit behind someone's back you better be able to say it to their face at least that's how i grew up so it's disheartening that people don't do that but i understand why people do do that where they're not conscious again of social cues or they're just not confident enough or that's their only forms of having power since they're feeling invisible feeling invisible to the world they're able to make trolls jokes laughs memes pranks satire mock gossip i mean god the synonyms for trolling are nearly endless because i think it's uh it's just such a common part of society and that now it's getting more attention because of, I don't know, the internet maybe. And it just seems like people forgot that people did this in person. I mean, everyone knows a couple contrarians who it doesn't matter 
what your stance is, what your idea is, they're going to argue the opposite just so that they can fuck with you. I mean, some people truly just want to see the world burn. Not see the world burn, but they just want to get a rise out of you. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to figure out right now if you're talking about me or someone else because I've definitely done that before. Mike, we don't name names in this podcast. You know that. Okay, okay, okay. It's definitely not Mike. Got it. But, I mean, that's there's so many names for it because it's it takes so many forms, but it's also not anything new. Now, I don't know. I didn't look at. I don't even know how you would measure the scale that's taken place. Is this behavior? expedited by the internet compared to just trolling people randomly oh i if i if i can intervene right here i'm gonna say yes but please continue because i want to bring back that point of being exponentially grown i mean that's pretty much the end of my point i guess because how would you compare that like now everyone has a larger audience but are we tracking you know when someone in their office puts up a fake memo and then now that on the internet people are doing it to a bunch more people like are we tracking how many fake you know trolls get done every day pre-internet and then post-internet i just feel like the number of trolls has probably stayed the same but they might have better reach now i just don't know that it's this whole new thing i guess is my point i agree that it's not a whole new thing but i think the quantity or at least the freedom slash the ability to troll has significantly increased i mean if you're a comedian who's roasting someone your audience went from the people in the audience to the people next to you to your peers to the entire what eight billion are we at eight billion uh, seven something billion people in the world your audience far grew and like imagine you had a joke and it wasn't fitting for any of the people you know but all of a sudden you come across this person on the internet like oh that'd be perfect for them that's your hunting grounds for jokes significantly increased so i imagine and also it's made it a lot easier how many people type on their phones a quick little comment a quick little tweets a quick meme they put together i think i think that's significantly increased with the internet versus how many people were making a fake uh, how many people were making uh, a sunday comic on a joke on someone how many people were but how many people in the back of class were making like stupid notes about the teacher or like comic strips about whatever's going on in class Yes. Like, I feel like a good amount of people. I, I would say a good amount of people. But now imagine all your friends were doing it. Would you not want to do it too? And now now you don't have to have artistic skills. You don't have to have word choice. You can just simply type on your phone and get it done. It's made it easier. So I, I think it's made it easier so more people do it. If I'm able to say, oh my God, look at that girl's nails. Or, oh my God, I can't believe this guy talks about trees for hours. God. If it's easy, I mean, type what, 15, type a sentence and have how much data come in? I mean, how many people scroll on their phones? Each scroll is a different post, a different video, something they can comment on, something they could attack. And I want to get to other stuff like that, but I, I, I just think there's so much, so many opportunities. I mean, if there's a red button in the room, Nick, are you not going to press the red button? So I think, some, I don't know, what I was thinking of what you're saying is, Yes, I'd probably push the red button, but also so many people online and everyone making comments and all this stuff, your targets are have increased. You know, you're not in the back of a classroom looking at one teacher. And within 30 seconds, you can read 15 stupid things. So, yeah, I, I, I can see 
your point of the internet has caused more people to troll and i don't i don't want to get into this here unless you had something else along this uh, but i was going to talk about the like the what a lot of people consider trolling like if you comment something under someone's like political you know whatever and it's a well thought out idea that makes their idea look stupid that's technically considered trolling because you're trying to get a rise out of it before you get into that rabbit hole i want to make one quick point because i really liked your classroom idea um yes we've always had pranksters in class we've always had spitballers paper airplanes notes funny drawings stuff like that but the anonymity of not being known not i i mean what happens if you get caught with user like a username of red dog three 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 two one Oh, no, you got to make another one. But getting caught in the classroom, making fun of the teacher, there's consequences. I think the consequences have significantly gone down. And with that being said, I think that makes it easier. Less risk, same reward. That's, I can see that, but also I disagree because I would say, how many people's lives has the internet ruined because of something they posted? How many lives has a teacher catching a note in the back of a class ruined? depends did you go to a catholic school <laughs> that's a, a whole nother thing uh true no i but i also I, I again thinking the being invisible not being disassociated the things you're going to say to it what you a person right in front of you versus someone you have no connection to or never see nor will they ever know you i imagine the the code of conduct's very different you might say to a teacher like oh he he's so bald Compared to online, be like he's he's so bald he should kill himself. Some, something drastic. You might say things differently via the context of in person versus online. I think that has a huge point. I think that's definitely a part of it. The anonym and holy fuck, the anonymity. Am I an idiot? I mean, yes, but anonymity. <laughs> this is yeah. a word I can say, Nick. I'm truly sorry. <laughs> <laughs> are you just trolling me right now nick with not being able to pronounce i, w- I wish Anonymi- anonymity an- anonymity anonymity this is, this, anonymity is my new favorite word <laughs> we fucking got there <laughs> we um, did it folks we got them but uh please go back to the other fact i did not mean to interrupt with this uh the schoolroom and the internet in person versus outside i uh but i am curious to explore your avenue so um we'll use an example a pretty famous example here just recently i want to say the united nations health committee tweeted at uh elon musk saying just you know 10 percent of your earnings or or worth can solve like can lift 600,000 people out of poverty or something like that and elon musk tweeted back at them and said if i will give you that money if you can show me where it's being how it'll be spent and reason to me that it will actually lift that many people out of poverty then followed up tweeted that that particular you know say that what they wanted from elon musk was six billion dollars or six yeah six billion dollars six million dollars or something i can't remember the numbers but say it was six million and they regularly get eight million so another x percentage higher than what they're asking for every year and so he asked them how come you haven't lifted 
this X amount of people out of poverty. We already have that amount of money. A lot of people consider Elon trolling those people, but all he did was ask a reasonable question. Ask a reasonable question. And I think lost in the politics of our time and, and the rhetoric, which uh, this might, yeah, going way far back of, um, I think, so- was it Socrates, the first one used the term rhetoric, the, the sophilites or something, but basically as a way to discredit someone from talking, saying, oh, it's just rhetoric, that it discredits them, and saying, oh, Elon's just trolling them, it discredits them. And so I think we're way too liberal with the term troll in our day and age because it, it seems like Elon Musk was making a reasonable point, but because of the politics, everyone's like, oh, he's just trolling them, which... I completely I, agree. I There's a reason why there are different words, so we can use them for the appropriate setting. Using a blanket statement and an umbrella word such as trolling, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, there's satire, mocking, pranks, jokes, gossip, rumors. Uh, it, there's so many different words. Trolling just gets, uh, it seems to be the new umbrella word, umbrella word to summar- summarize all the different types of words to describe that situation it it doesn't it doesn't make sense trolling is i don't know about you nick but i remember the call of duty days when we grew up with xbox live like all that shit talking all that uh your mama your jokes going on i mean all those things but a lot of hurtful words being thrown around and also i just want to say we are not two guys trolling you as people as pretending to be people who can pronounce stuff we are in fact two people who cannot pronounce stuff apparently completely agree but i'm gonna edit it so i sound better Uh, (laughs) no uh completely agree but i mean there's different words for a different reason i mean to not be able to question to not bring up like hey if you want me to do this tell me why i i I don't even see how they're trolling how that's trolling or joking or it almost seems to me, Nick, this is just a little bit out of left field, but if you make one joke once, apparently your jokes are troll for life, and everyone else starts taking your words a little less serious. Yeah, and I think, I think it might be getting off topic with this answer, but I think that's because people over the internet, we don't have a way to convey if we're being sarcastic or funny or it's just Helvetica or whatever the fuck you know, bold, you know, Times New Roman. It's a, you can read it with the whatever tone that is in your mind. So if you're a person who doesn't like a certain person, like say if you don't like Elon Musk, you're going to read his tweets angrily or like he's just doing whatever. And if you like him, you're going to be like, yeah, what the fuck, UN? So I I think it's the the problem with the internet is tone is decided upon by the reader. Whereas that's not the case in most other things. So two things. Immediately, my mind went to Sarcastaball. Like, oh, no, I love this game of not hitting and being friendly to my rival team. And well, South Park, I, South Park is so good at satire. And second, um, it almost seems to me every comment, every tweet at the end, you have to say your context. So Nick said, Nick said, trees are awesome in a positive and exemplary form. Mike said trees are awesome while he rolled his eyes and whispered underneath his breath, God damn it. Almost like writing a novel. Like you have to 
explain the character's emotions, which is so weird to do in a day-to-day interactions where the most distance we were from each other was over the phone of simply calling someone, hearing the tone of my voice, hearing the peaks, or hear Nick not be able to say an amenity, which makes me so happy. I'm saving that sound bite. Mike, we are really good friends. <laughs> oh, I wonder why we drink when we do this podcast. That's why. To, so you can deal and put up with me. Got it, got it, got it. But I kind of circled the left field back with the original post of Elon Musk talking with the World Health Organization or UN. Not quite. I don't quite remember what you said. But tribalism, ideology, fighting your rival. I mean... Anything that comes out a person you deem your enemy's mouth is going to sound like poison going into your ear. Anything that a person you disagree with, you'll take as an offense. I mean, how many times have we seen people argue or go immediately on the defensive or attack simply because they don't like the person, even though their words might ring true? It's more like you're not even paying attention to the words. You're just looking for the opportunity to attack. And that's not trolling. That's not, that's just being malicious. Trolling is good-hearted joke, satire, going, uh, making, making a joke. There has to be, uh, in my mind, Nick, trolling has to have a joke in some shape or form. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's what's gotten lost in, uh, like, a lot of this. Like, I'm going to say an example that's political, so you're going to have to think, help me think of another example. So when people comment or say, let's go Brandon, I've, I think a lot, a lot of people, or at least in my mind, it speaks to the absurdity of the situation of the media covering up and trying to put their own spin on things more than it says about the anything about the president. And I think that that's funny that we're bringing light. It's kind of like the, um, the Epstein didn't kill himself stuff, where... You could just write Epstein didn't kill himself on anything, and it'd be hilarious because people kept reporting that Epstein killed himself, and we all knew it was a lie. And just using humor to show the absurdity of the the sim world we're living in. It's so tongue-in-cheek. Like, everyone knows this isn't true. And you keep making it that it he keeps saying it as it is true makes it even more funnier. It's like, honestly, it's almost like, Someone who's getting angry at you for laughing, you keep laughing because they keep getting more angry, and the, the cycle continues. Yes, that's one hundred percent what it's like. That's exact. That's that's perfect. People were getting so pissed at seeing the the Epstein didn't kill himself everywhere. Oh man, I wish. Who is the name of the guy? He he trains dogs, and uh, they were talking about the dog that I think killed Bin Laden or something. Anyway, he was on CNN, and he and he on CNN he said Epstein didn't kill himself, and then everyone got like super pissed. Well, CNN got pissed, but it was the best thing ever. At, well, I'll, I'll be honest. When is when is a news organization not pissed? It's uh, news. That's a fair point. News organizations, for the most part, are disgusting. I'm just gonna leave it at that. But uh, well, one, you're. Uh, you're, I, I don't know about the dog trainer one, but it did that you're telling me of it. It reminded me of a very funny quote to me that I think is appropriate for this situation, and I think you might enjoy, Nick. It's a Winston Churchill quote, and it's uh, he's talking to a politician, Bessie Bradrock, and she says, Sir, you are drunk. Churchill replies, And you, Bessie, are ugly. 
but I shall be sober in the morning, and you will still be ugly. Even though that's quite rude, kind of malicious, it's, to me, that's still kind of a troll. That's still kind of a joke. That's still kind of mockery. But mockery that's not ill-attentive. It's more defensive. And it seems like the Epstein don't kill himself, didn't, not don't kill himself, didn't kill himself is very similar to that. You keep saying this, but it's true. And can, can the truth, I, I mean, the truth doesn't care if it's, I mean, what's the saying? No one's hated more than the person who tells the truth. But can the truth be a joke? Uh, so this is a little way off topic, but uh, I, it's me thinking of, can a truth be a joke? I, I, well, I mean, how many people laughed at Epstein didn't kill himself? So, yeah. Is it him not uh, the, him not committing suicide? Or is it that everyone's trying, like some people are trying to cover it up and we all know it's such a blatant cover, uh, try and cover up. Like almost like a kid who says he didn't break the, the, the vase while he's throwing the stuff underneath the rug. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. It's... It's one of those things where we all know what happened, but we're going to pretend like we didn't. Well, going sticking with that context and ideology, I mean, with that kind of statement, Nick, of we all know that they're lying, not telling the truth, but so we make jokes about it, funny of it, of it, make fun of it, simply because of our tribalism, our ideology, we'll make certain jokes or we'll take certain jokes as offensive, a troll is no longer a person who just makes jokes a troll is by some people's definition a a menace to society no longer than just a prankster i mean with such a high political climate simply someone makes a joke of oh yeah they definitely have the best new bill they're like how dare you say blah 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 even though it could be the worst deal in the world why i I don't think people understand that you don't have to always choose your side. We're all on the same side. We're all human. Yeah. And this leads into something I wanted to talk about that I think everyone can relate to. So most people, I, I don't have the percentages because I was listening to people talk about it. And I didn't write them down. Most people think internet trolls are bad. But also most people think that when the internet trolls are on their side are good. So I don't... the inter- Internet trolling people is just a a symptom of the divisive political climate. I'll give you an example. So let's say um, someone does something stupid. Some director or something says something, some tweets something stupid. So what happens? He gets doxxed. People tweet at him and troll him and mess with him. And then that's good. All right. uh, Hang on, hang on. Yep. Doxing and trolling. I want to point this out. In my mind, are very different, and I want to talk about it later. I just want to point that out right there. Sorry, but please continue. No, I agree. I'm just saying what this is what happens when someone does something stupid. They get gotcha. they get doxxed and they get trolled. And pretty much every person has listened to this panel talk about internet trolling, and they all said internet trolling is bad. And then someone asked, "Can internet trolling be good?" And they're like, "Well, yes. If it's internet trolling, can be good." It's like, okay, so. It can be good, and they asked, you know, what scenarios, and basically it was, well, if it's going after someone bad, okay, but that's entirely subjective, or most of it was talking about, if, we're not going to name names, but you can probably guess what political person they were talking about trolling, and everyone thought that that was socially acceptable, but the act is still the same, 
I mean, it's maybe it might be more malicious or because of it's not as funny in, in our minds just because it doesn't seem to be as funny. But if trolling is bad, but if trolling when you do it is okay, we're at an impasse here. You, you, can't have, you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? You can't have it be bad when someone else does it and good when you do it. That's, that's how the uh, f imaginary world works, but that's not how the real world works. So it can only be good or bad. Well, it's great when the pitch mob, the pitchforks, the mob, the fire is not coming for you, but going for a person you hate. Uh, it, it doesn't quite fit, but it, I think, is an appropriate time to discuss it with your choosing when trolling is good and bad and is trolling inherently bad, which is the broken window theory. It's a theory that pretty much is if vandalism is done, it will lead to more vandalism. So if a kid breaks a window and doesn't get in trouble, he'll break more windows. Or if he does get in trouble, he still might like the attention, break more windows. And that, I think, is very pliable to trolling. Trolling leads to more trolling, getting reaction, getting context, get, uh, getting a people laughing at your joke, getting picture getting thumbs up etc etc getting passed around your photo or your, your comment and i think in this context nick since we're talking about i, I think po politics is the best example of trolling as as long as it fits your agenda as long as it fits your side your ideology the broken window theory is okay but as soon as it goes against you as soon as the fire that you're using to burn your enemy starts burning you it's not okay it's kind of cherry-picking free speech, so to speak. Completely agree, and that's the point I was trying to get at, is that a majority of people will say internet trolls are bad, but they can be good if they're trolling people I don't like. Now, obviously, there's black. the world's not black and white, but you at least got to put your morals a little bit straighter than that. Like, You can't say murder is bad unless it's someone... I don't like, you know, you gotta, there's gotta, there's a time and a place for everything, but you have to at least look like you're trying to be impartial. Oh, completely agree. And I think this is a perfect point of, there's some things that people lump into trolling, whether it be through uh, groups, news feeds, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you mentioned it, not Nick, with uh, doxing, Call, uh, exposing per people's personal information, calling for physical harm against them, har like harassing them calling them slurs, call, like the intent of being harmful is much different than saying, man, that person's wearing purple pants. Man, that that person's so dumb. Just like stuff like that is, that's way different. And again, I think we use this word trolling for this blanket statement, which is not, doesn't fit. I, I, I think Nick can agree with me that doxing Calling for physical harm is not trolling. That's simply being attacking and malicious. Yeah, I mean, let's bring it back to the school, you know, example. You know, it's all fun and games when you're passing notes in the back of the class making fun of the teacher. But then we're like, hey, let's go to her house on 14, 15, I don't know, House Street and, and make her life miserable. Well, that's malicious now. Like, you crossed a line. Yeah, there's a fine line between on Halloween TPing someone's house versus setting their house on fire. Those are two very different things. Both 
arguably destructive, but the intent is different. Yeah, I agree. And I and I think in and it's that's a hard thing about the internet is it's hard to gauge someone's intent. But um, when if it's I mean it's usually a pretty clear line if it's malicious or not. Now I guess it's hard to gauge your intent if they're trying to be sarcastic or they're trying to be funny or they're trying to be serious. Like I'm a person who likes being sarcastic, and I've been yelled at by so many ex girlfriends of my sarcasm not coming through text. So I can definitely relate to this one. Yeah. So my example is I am a forester, so I grow trees for a living and i'm on the end of the environmentalist uh i'm on the list of people that they don't enjoy and so i see these comments that some that i know after i'll go click on their page and if it says like lives in portland i'll know it's malicious but a lot of times i don't know if it's humor or not because of how out of touch like how the things that they are asking for are so unreasonable I'll give you an example. Uh, someone commented on this article. Uh, there's, and this article is about replanting after a fire. And the comment was, I, I have it saved because it, I'm not going to name the person because we just talked about doxing, but I'm pulling it up. Promises are not kept by big companies. If people want to cut timber, for every log cut, three must be planted at like immediately. So. One, that's not how that efficiency works, that you're going to have loggers come in, and then during the right time of year, you're going to plant. And also, you, you need to be plant to an appropriate level for your forest. So if we cut down a 290 trees to the acre area, and now we plant it back at three times that, so 900 trees to the acre, that's just one giant fire hazard. So, and if we cut it in summer and we plant it, plant in summer those trees will die so it's an unreasonable expectation and because of i i am in the industry and i know i can send it to my friends and we can laugh at how out of touch this person is and i can look at their profile and guess that they're serious that it's not a joke even though it we interpreted it as a joke nick are you telling me that 144 characters is not enough to explain your point your opinion your views on a certain subject I am telling you that, but this was on Facebook, so they had, weren't limited by anything. I have no idea how that thing. I, I'll be. I'm. I'll be honest. Twitter's the only one that limits. Well, I don't know about Instagram, but t Facebook doesn't limit uh, characters. For those who might not know, my trolling is only in the video game world of saying like someone missed a shot in a like a, a sports game, going, "Ah, oh, great shot there," like kind of like like that i mean i don't have social media so the interaction of trolls is not as common for me that being said i'll watch like youtube and i'll see comments stuff like that some some of them are brutal some of them are hilarious or i'll see memes etc cetera, etc cetera. but the interactions of people attacking me or how things work yeah take what i say with a grain of salt i'm a fool with a capital f i i I'm not familiar with those platforms. Yeah. And I did not engage with this person. I just screenshotted because it was public. I'm not taking anything private. And I shared it to like three or four people so we could get a good chuckle out of it. Um, and I think that might be the appropriate response because I used to try to think that I could change people's minds on the internet, right? Like someone I know would share something about pesticides. That was 
patently untrue and I'd try and comment on it. And then instead of them changing their opinion about pesticides, I have one less person who wants to talk to me. This doesn't seem like that bad of an idea now that I say it out loud, but that's not the (laughs) point of the story. So, I mean, just not engaging is the easiest way to get around that. But Mike, you had something? Well, you, you brought up before you get into engaging, because I think engaging is its own subject. Personality, I think, is a huge point. People who are depressed, insecure, you know, want to lash out, they're angry or they're sad or they feel like their voice is not heard enough, is going to attack more, going to troll more, going to make jokes more. And, God, it seems like the dumbest people want to talk the most. And it's the same with trolling, where people who want to make that quick joke at that 15 minutes of spotlight maybe it's because they have insecure feelings maybe because they feel like that person has a better life than them they gotta bring them down to peg or a superior complex where they know they think they know better and they don't it's i think major reasons for trolling for people to attack and when those start getting more heavily influenced into why people troll such as like depression securities Com, uh, superior complex that's when the trolls start to become malicious and start to become goblins i'm just gonna coin that right there if it's troll it's trolling if it's just a joke it's goblins if it's ill-intended get throw that out there for the rest of the podcast because that makes sense to my mind and i gotta categorize everything because i'm a weirdo well that's i mean humans have to categorize everything that's the whole Charles Linnaeus thing we always come back to is we have to put everything into a category and if it doesn't fit it it drives us insane yeah no I agree with that (laughs) here's something I didn't look up that how did we go from trolls characteristically being someone who lives under a bridge to like being someone who messes with someone on the internet I feel like that's kind of a leap so I actually did a little bit of research with this I'm not gonna be able to remember the people's names or the forums that started with this but in the early stages of the internet, the 1980s, uh, there used to be, oh God, PeaceNet, so, so, uh, uh, kind of a weird form of the internet because it's early days and stuff like that. It's not nothing what we're accustomed to now. And what they would have is they would have people, you know, you recognize the username, people within there, but they would put these blatantly obvious, you know, jokes, these like question jokes out for people where they like the people who aren't familiar with them would answer them, the newbies. And from that, it grew. And I think the first time it was actually coined, I think it was 2001, where they're internet trolls. And I think the person was actually making fun of them. Something about like, oh, they're, uh, they went from deep dark underneath the bridges to into their mom's basements or some, something like that. I The 1980s was like the first kind of online trolling. I want to say it was 2001 where the word trolling first got coined. Interesting. About what I have for that, because again, I was looking at different things, but that's what I can remember. And again, our sources will be posted, but take everything with a grain of salt. Well, that's what I came across, and that's what I remember. But there's a, a point I want to back travel to a little bit. You're going to get into with you're accustomed to something versus someone who's not. Someone might be more mature than someone who's not. Age definitely has a factor. Also, the content. Like, like we were saying, like, oh, I'm coming at this person to be mean versus coming at this person like, oh, this is a good joke and I can't pass it up. Nick, me and you grew up in an age where, well, honestly, the Wild West was still, we grew up in an age where the internet was still the Wild West. We still, for the most part, 
had free range. Like people didn't, like older generations didn't quite understand it. There wasn't censorship. There was people just making jokes left and right. And we, I mean, chat roulette. Oh, chat roulette, Reddit 50-50, uh, 4chan. Like we both got desensitized and accustomed to and conditioned. And I think that's changed a lot for majority of the people on the internet. Like, if you went into, and we keep bringing up Call of Duty, because Call of Duty was from, from toxic in the early days in the Xbox Live chat. That's what I remember, just toxicity. When you're, like, 12, 10, hearing all these things being fun of you, you get really used to it, and you're like, eh, it's nothing when someone makes fun of me. Or if you have one really good friend who's really good at making fast comebacks and good jokes and just is able to rip into you, you get used to it. You kind of grow thicker skin. It doesn't really matter. It seems to be quite indifferent today where people are like it's almost like people can't take a hit people can't take a punch well and that's and that's the right that's the question i'm sure you've seen this meme out there it's like how do people who grew up on south park and modern warfare 2 voice chat get so offended by everything it's like i i completely agree because i don't understand i mean i can't stress enough how fast a modern warfare 2 game chat would be canceled by our current standards oh god the amount of times i got told to kill myself or you're fat your mom's fat etc 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 that that's honestly in one year out the other you just get so conditioned and it doesn't it just doesn't phase you anymore and i feel like and this might just be because like i don't feel like anyone from our generations really stopped playing video games and i think there's more there's less of that game chat more private party chats with your friends now uh and so i guess what for those who don't play video games i guess in my now that i'm older more of the times i don't talk to random people who are playing the same game but i'll have a small group of my friends who we all play the game together and talk to but occasionally you still talk to random people and people give out call outs people be like hey i need assistance at this region etc etc and it doesn't really seem like anything's changed that much. It's definitely less toxic, but it's not non-toxic. It's the acidity level has gone down, but it's still acidic. Yeah, I, I wouldn't drink it. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, com- completely agree. I, I, it seems like the gaming world has the best level of trolling versus and not being malicious. Also, I want to point out the internet is undefeated. You'll never defeat the internet. Like, it's, you're going to lose if it's coming to a trolling battle and you're trying to cancel everyone making jokes, stuff like that, you're going to lose. They're going to rip you apart. And the gaming world's kind of like it's a little brother. It's got a really good victory streak. And I actually had a hypothesis on why video games has gone down in toxicity, Nick, as we've grown up and video games have become more common. It's simply because when we were back in the day when everyone didn't have the same games, or there were only a few games or your friends weren't be able to play, you would talk with random people so you could play with them. Now that, that so many people have video games, you have more friends who play that, you have more people to talk to and more people to hop on to and talk to. And what you in an argument, what you say with to your friend to an argument what you say with a stranger are night and day. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's more there because... So my example would be if I'm going to go and play... Now I play like Star Wars Battlefront... If I was going to go play Star Wars Battlefront with my friends, we'd be in a private party chat. But if 
back in the day, we'd all get in a lobby, join a private party chat, and then switch over to game chat for the game if we were playing Call of Duty. Maybe, we, maybe as humans, we just want the combativeness. We want the mental sparring. Maybe. And this kind of leads into something that's a, a random thought about trolling is of why we developed it. And this is, I have no evidence, even though I looked for it, which doesn't help my point. But moving on, why do we troll people? Okay, so I'm going to give an example of things that humans do and why maybe we try to understand what pisses humans off so we can piss other people off. So if you're hunting elk, you bugle, you you get like a machine, not a machine, a tool that allows you to make the same noises an elk does. And a good bugler, depending on the situation, basically all he's doing is he's trying to piss off that elk so much that gets him charging in to where that bugler is so that the hunter can kill him. And so what he'll do is he'll make it seem like a smaller elk is mating with all these cows that are in the area. That's his area. He's the bigger elk. He needs to come fight that cow. Or like with fishing, a lot of lures, some, yeah, there's a lot of lures designed to mimic bait, something that fish eats, but also some are just designed to piss the fish off so much that it bites them. So did we learn trolling as a means to help us kill animals? learn how to mess with each other so we could learn to what pisses us off is probably going to piss off an animal. Oh, I completely agree. It's probably a tactic of some sort. It's definitely a great method to use against an enemy or, or, or such of to aggravate your enemy so much they make mistakes to uh, lull them into as a trap to simply make jokes at their expense and tear down their sense of reputation. I mean, I, I see trolling being an evolutionary trait that's very useful. I, I mean, if you're a king, Nick, and I'm a king, but you are you have a bigger army, I might, you know, make fun of you and joke about you so your soldiers start taking you less seriously and they might come to my side. Yeah, like, uh, oh my gosh, um, Caesar's soldiers who made fun of him having sex with other kings, so Caesar had to go and kill that king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and if I also, I want to throw something out there also with evolution scare, uh, evolution social ability is pent off steam, like making fun of someone at, or laughing at someone else's expense kind of makes you feel good for lack of better words, laughing at someone, taking it out on someone kind of makes you chuckle if, and also if you're a sadist, masochist, et cetera, et cetera. But that's probably an evolutionary trait of, Hey, if I do this per- this thing make fun of this person and they and they get embarrassed because of what i did to them oh that makes me feel so good about myself that hires my that makes my stature higher etc 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 that's probably an evolutionary scale just you you know you have a bad day at work you come home you see some post that someone made and you're like i'm gonna shit all over this etc etc that's probably another reason why people troll and laugh yeah uh, i feel like we talked about this in some other episode about gossip and i think trolling is kind of the same way of that you do it to move up in the social ladder right so maybe you're going to mess with this person because people you like are going to like that and that's going to move you up in their mind or i feel like there's there's a part piece of that there that 
you can move up the social ladder at the expense of another person by messing with them. Oh, completely agree. It's uh, to me it, a very easy ploy for people who don't have or want more power to simply attack a person's reputation, to make jokes at that person, to make what that person's saying, like we were talking about with Elon Musk and the UN Health Organization, what they're saying non-noticeable, not, I'm lacking the right word choice for it, but to make what they say not important. I mean, that's, I think, trolling, joking, laughing, satire is a very good way of accomplishing that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But this trolling isn't just a societal thing where people are against it, for it, interacting with it. Nick, if you don't mind, I would like to transition from what people are doing about trolling. It went from a societal base of things, almost like an unwritten code of what you should do and not do, to quite literally a now written code of what you're able to do or not able to do. Um, yeah, I do. So I the only, I have one more point that's kind of an, I forgot to bring up in addition to my earlier point of how people, people can be against trolls, but also for trolling. A lot of people are against trolls, but universally everyone is for trolling internet scammers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There, there's, again, the internet is undefeated. Some people, like some people you just don't mess with and some people deserve to be messed with. Again, I think context is a huge part of trolling, and I think it's a huge part of everything. Context is number one. Yeah. So, Mike, what are we? What? Not we. Oh, we? Is it we? What are people doing about it? Well, luckily, it's not the United States yet, but uh, Australia, which is trying to pass a new law that people accused of bullying threatening, intimidating, abusing, and revenge porn can face fines up to $110,000 for individuals and $500,000 for companies. The way this law is written, though, it also includes trolls and also includes companies like Facebook and Twitter. I'm all for the downfall of Facebook and Twitter, but if you're going to find someone because of their comment or force a company to remove a written word that they just want to say or someone that their user site's using because people don't like it i i'm not the biggest fan of that i mean aaron mullen a major supporter of this bill says we would never tell a victim of domestic violence to just ignore it to stop reacting to abusive emails or to become more resistant again i think people are taking things out of context trolling versus a Domestic violence are two different things. Don't make me wrong. There's trolling, which again is I don't think the right word choice. That leads to I think, pe- and then the other word would be like cyberbullying, right? Those are two very different things. Oh yeah, like we said, there's a difference between doxing and cyberbullying. There's a difference between cyberbullying and trolling. There's a difference between antagonizing and attacking someone versus making a lighthearted joke. If I don't like the joke someone says, I can now pretty much sue them or put them and confine them in jail like there's a big difference between verbal and physical abuse and there's a big thing between attacking and jokes i i don't understand their their reasoning i mean already in australia for context there's a law under section 474.17 also the australian law website is awful please change it it's so confusing already has that 
fines and up to three years imprisonment for any online services that cause menace, harassment, or offend in certain in circumstances that a reasonable person would see as such. This is the softest prison colony ever. <laughs> uh, well, one, as people see as such, that's kind of changed a lot, and I don't know if I completely agree with that. But here in the United States, we have that, like, you can't scream fire in a crowded room kind of thing. You can't tell people's ad- like address or to cause them physically harm. And it seems like that law is very similar across the entire world. I don't. I don't understand why we need more. Yes, we need to do something about bullying. I mean, it is true that there is a increase in depression to people who use social media, and especially young girls, and that has caused suicides and deaths. But there's a point where you can just walk away. You can turn off comments. Also, maybe kids shouldn't have phones or social media, but it's a whole conversation for another time. But some of the powers in your own hands you don't have to read the comments you don't have to read the posts you can block people i i mean it's cold-hearted this is gonna sound cold-hearted but if you're gonna play with fire you must expect to get burned once in a while i i'm i'm quite confused on why australia is trying to enforce that yeah and uh man i'm gonna sound like a, a boomer but no one's forcing anyone to be on social media and if it's really that terrible of a place and it's hurting your soul and whatever just get off right i mean the world's a big scary place and if you don't want to be a part of it you really don't have to be i'm gonna be a little bit devil's advocate against you there nick from a person who doesn't have social media it does make a lot of things harder it's not possible but it does make a lot of things harder especially in the western world with social media being a huge point of business uh jobs and such like that and social networks it does make it more of a necessity than it used to be granted it can still be without but it's still it's still a great tool that would be almost handicapping yourself if you did not use so i understand that but you can block people you can set your social media to friends only if i'm not mistaken so i'm surprised people haven't do that and if people are saying like that was me things. Well, were... I don't think they do it because I think these people who get so offended by this stuff, they want the conflict. This is their thing. This is their drama. This is how they they entertain themselves by causing all this drama. And just being able to see this person adds a whole new dimension to that drama. I think that's a half truth. I think, yes, there are definitely people like that. But I don't really see 14-year-old girls who want to be completely destroyed and made fun of by their adolescent bodies i i i think it's a 50 50 split of people aren't looking for it and walk into it and people who are walking looking around for it i it's again context is key and also as a kid i mean you're not very i think there's there's really two solutions to this right so in my, in my mind you could say the third's government intervention but i think that's no a no, no 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 that's a bad idea uh so one i guess there's a few but one, this is thinking out loud. I don't think you're, aren't, don't you have to be 18 to have social media in the terms of agreement? 13. You have to be 13? Yeah. That's terrifying. Um, But also, so one, yeah, if you're a parent, you have to make sure that your kids are using it correctly and people aren't doing whatever. Or the other option is 
if we all agree that what we want is a world where no one is mean on social media, it needs to be policed like a Reddit sub, like a good, you know, like, like, like an a, old school a, forum, like an old school forum where negativity is like downvoted and, and gotten rid of. But I think so much of negativity is promoted because of one, the algorithm, the algorithm that Facebook uses that they, whatever gets the most hits, clicks, reacts is put in everyone's feed, right? So you, there's a financial incentive for them to spread stuff people don't like. But if we turn around and only spread stuff that people like and, and get rid of the the hatefulness, then the incentive, the financial incentive for Facebook is pushed back in the court of non I don't know, not bad things. Consumers set the trend. Yeah. So we can blame Facebook all we want, but Facebook is reacting to what we want. So if we, if this is something that we want to go down the road of only nice things on the internet, well, we have to not just put only nice things in the internet, but also only click on nice things on the internet. See, I, I, I don't want that because I think hate, jokes, satire, trolling is sometimes beneficial seeing yourself in a different light seeing your flaws seeing someone make oh man that is a really good burn that oh that's a good one they applaud that be able to laugh at yourself being able to like oh well yeah that that's so funny but it's kind of got of a point we need kind of we need to be open and speak and contradiction stuff like that but the problem is so many countries are falling into a similar australia trend i mean england for example England is trying to get a new legislation that would force people to take down comments, posts, content in a 24 to 48 power, uh, 48 period, failing to do so or posting of failing to do so and of posting emotional, psychological or physical harm can result in imprisonment and it's completely open to interpretation. The e-safety commission would investigate complaints as they come in. So one, you have people deciding what they think is psychological or physical harm so that's not universal that's not fair that's completely unnecessary and two you're policing freedom of speech three you're you're it, it, what one person might find offensive the other person might not and if someone just posts it out to the world it takes one person and that person might end up in jail how man i would never i never thought i'd say this but and that if that's the case i'm in favor of the trolls yeah well, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. And I think that, so maybe, yeah, I, I don't think it's it's fair to punish someone for their speech if it, if it is hurtful of another person, but not malicious or not harmful. So, you know, if you, if you didn't mean to, but you did something to endanger someone else, and I could see there being a case, maybe, but if you're just like, I don't know, Susan's ideas are stupid, I, well, here here's a perfect example. What's the punishment of that? So, in that same legislation, false information would be also criminalized. So, saying that, oh yeah, totally, guys, the flat, the Earth is completely flat. Totally, you could be imprisoned for that because that'd be considered uh, underneath their legislation and how it's written. That'd be considered false information. Guys, come on. Even if you believe the Earth is flat, which is not, and you're an idiot if you believe it, I'll be a bully for that one, you should still have the right to say it or not. Or if you want to be sarcastic, like, totally, the world, totally flat. Yeah, that's false information. You mean prison for that. That's 
That's I don't understand that. I, it doesn't make sense to me at all. It does not compute. Well, especially since all the fact-checking websites are pretty much owned by like Bezos, and it's not even real facts. So the facts are whatever we say they are. So it's just this fun little world we live in. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's just the the thought of people being jailed for sarcasm is. I mean, we're just living in a sim world, right? Like this is. It seems a lot. It seems like UK is like two days away from being 1984 uh, Oswald. But God, Nick, sometimes people just need to be thrown to the wolves. Sometimes, like, listen, if you're coming in as an idiot and you're making all these loud claimants, like clamming plots together, saying all these different things, and you get roasted by what you say and do, and you say they were mean to me, imprison them. What the fuck? You came asking for it. Or you, yeah. you, you, you got in the you got in the kitchen, you touched the stove, and then you imprisoned the stove for burning you. Yeah, that that completely makes sense. Yeah. I I agree. It's ridiculous. I mean, people get heckled when they go on stage, when they go perform at a concert, when they go be a stand up comedian. Now that with social media, the whole world is the stage now. You have now 7 billion people that you can perform from. 7 billion people can see your work. You don't think some of them are going to disagree with you? Some of them are going to make jokes with you? I mean, hell, I, I imagine like musicians, how many people boo, how many people heckle comedians. There's always going to be one turd. You just can't let the turd ruin the punch bowl. Yeah. I mean, everyone's going to have that one friend who you play a game, doesn't want to play by the rules. That's just, that's life. Yeah, Nick, I don't think we're going to solve trolling anytime soon. And, uh, well, unless authoritarian governments slam down on us and we're not allowed to have freedom of speech anymore. But, you know, that's a conversation for another day. Uh, But, yeah, it seems like uh, trolling is now just an umbrella statement that can mean anything from calling from harm to making a joke about Kermit. It's all across the board, and I, I don't think people understand what trolling really is. No, I completely agree. The only I did have one thought going back to talking about the problems of youth online. Not that this is really what we were talking about, but and this, they probably have this. I just don't know because I'm not a I'm not a youth anymore. But how how come we don't have like a, a under thirteen like social media like Facebook and Instagram that's for like just for thirteen you know to seventeen year olds. Well, they're 18 year olds. The joke answer is it's called Minecraft. The real answer is that's probably a pedophile's hunting ground. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know. And also kids can be fucking cruel. They can be so goddamn good at burns and jokes. They're so fucking honest. So I I, it, I, I just don't think kids should have social media. But what do I know? I neither have kids nor social media. Yeah, separate conversation. But I don't have anything else. Well, Nick, I don't think we're going to solve trolling again. I, I don't think... Nick, all, all I think we can do now is point out the problems rather than solve them, no matter what we do. And with that being said, if they want to tell us what their thoughts are on trolling or they want to troll us online, where could they do it? You can hit us up on Instagram or Reddit and Rissoli. Hopefully this weekend, putting all our old stuff on there so you can comment any past episodes. And we are not, I haven't posted every week because we don't do social media very well. So if there's not a post, it doesn't mean we stopped. Just, we'll 
clarification there. And uh, Mike, what are you reading right now? Uh, well, it's very funny. I'm reading The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene still. And it's uh, a lot of the trolling methods are quite effective for kings, queens, and emperors, which I found quite fascinating because I see correlation when researching this with reading the book. What about you, my friend? What are you reading and how is it? Well, I'm. Uh, you can tell how busy I am by how often I've been reading the same book. I'm still reading Savage Wars of Peace, Small Wars, and the Rise of American Power by Max Boot, and it's still pretty good. Hey, from what I understand from you telling me the book, the small things matter, and that count, that counts for wars too. Thanks for listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up, so let us know what we forgot. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram 